Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the Easter Vigil, and we hear from the Reverend Maggie Foote as she preaches from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. As always, you can find more sermons or information about All Souls on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. after having fallen asleep in a new or unfamiliar place and not known exactly where you are at first? For me, this happens often when I travel, and I wake up in various states of fear, confusion, or panic, and sometimes with an audible gasp. As my eyes slowly open and my blurry vision becomes clear, the sleepy cloud over my senses drifts away, and I am oriented to the present moment. That's when I remember where I am and why, and my panic turns to relief. For me, the Easter Vigil sort of feels like that moment, waking up in a state of confusion and trying to orient myself to the present reality. It's definitely not Holy Saturday anymore. The tomb is empty. But for me, at least, it doesn't quite feel like like a triumphant Easter morning with all the trappings of a celebration of victory over death. So what is it? Where are we? What's going on here? Throughout this week, we've remembered the last week of Jesus' life in painstaking detail. The Last Supper and the washing of the disciples' feet, the betrayal, the trial, the brutal violence perpetrated against Jesus in the crucifixion, his lifeless body being laid in a tomb, and the broken-hearted people he left behind. That's the reality that Mary Magdalene has fallen asleep to. She's among the last to leave Jesus' side, and she's the first one to wake up early while it's still dark on the first day of the week and go back to the cave where Jesus was laid the day before. As she approaches the cave, she can see that the stone that was covering the opening had been rolled away. This is where the confusion sets in, where the reality that she had fallen asleep to the night before is called into question by the sight before her eyes. I imagine she sort of rubs her eyes, accusing them of playing tricks on her. Because Mary Magdalene knows what she saw the night before. She knows because she was there, unafraid to keep her eyes fixed on the grotesque sight of her beloved friend and teacher's lifeless, bloody body being taken down off the cross and laid in a cave for safekeeping. In her sermon last night, Emily talked about how the grotesque shocks us into awareness of the present moment. In that sense, the scene that played out before Mary Magdalene's very eyes left her no choice but to be present to the suffering and death of Jesus. You see, Mary Magdalene is no stranger to the grotesque. We learn in Luke's gospel that Mary Magdalene became a follower of Jesus after he cast out seven demons from her. So maybe it would help us to think about Mary Magdalene as someone more like the Gerasene demoniac from whom Jesus cast out demons into a herd of swine than a demure woman who silently follows Jesus around. 
She's all too familiar with the grotesque and unsettling. So when her beloved Jesus is sentenced to the macabre spectacle of death by crucifixion, Mary Magdalene isn't scared off. She's not afraid to stay. And she's not afraid to go back to care for Jesus' lifeless body the next day. And I think that's why Mary Magdalene, at least the way John tells it, is the first one who gets to see, in the eerie dark just before sunrise, the first glimpse of what is to come. Last night, Emily said, the grotesque lies between what is and what becomes. And today, we, along with Mary Magdalene, get to see the first light of the dawn of becoming. But just like waking up somewhere new and unfamiliar, it takes a moment for our eyes to adjust to the reality of a world where Jesus has broken the bonds of death and the tomb lies empty. It's so confounding, actually, that Mary Magdalene doesn't even recognize Jesus when he's standing right in front of her. Her brain hasn't yet caught up to what her eyes are seeing. But then Jesus calls her by name and her mind snaps into focus. She recognizes Jesus and calls out to him. But as quickly as he's come back into her life, he's gone again. He tells her that she can't hold on to him and to go and tell the others that he's ascending to the Father. Mind surely racing with questions, Mary Magdalene goes and does what Jesus has asked of her. To me, this feels like the Easter Vigil. The morning light of resurrection has broken through the deep night of weeping. And right now, we're seeing the first glimpses of a new day. And we, like Mary Magdalene, get to witness this dawn after having been present to the suffering and the heartbreak of the night before. It's not that Mary Magdalene was privileged, or maybe not even that she was chosen to be the first to, to see the empty tomb and the risen Christ. It's because she was there. She showed up. She willingly walked toward what was broken and beaten down and bloodied by the powers of empire, ready to face a brutal reality. What she found instead was the very beginning of something new and mysterious and hopeful. I doubt that it felt very much like victory in that moment, shell-shocked as she was by the events of the days before but it might have felt something like salvation. Catherine Keller in her book On the Mystery tells us, salvation is in process or it is not happening. It's an open-ended interactivity and a mystery in process. A mystery that we see veiled by the process Christ, but revealed in the living one. When Mary Magdalene sets down what she thinks she knows about Christ, namely that he is in fact dead, and interacts with the risen Christ, the living Christ, she's participating in that mystery and process. So if you're like me on this Easter vigil night and the resurrection of Christ still feels a bit blurry, a bit disorienting after the week we've shared together, and a bit more like the beginning of a mystery, and not the end of a tragedy. Maybe we can learn something from Mary Magdalene. After all, just like Mary Magdalene, we have all faced down our own demons of one kind or another, 
and seeing our fair share of tragedy and heartbreak. The loss of a loved one too soon. The destruction of something that we held dear. The disintegration of a relationship. The erosion of a belief. The loneliness of isolation. Mary Magdalene, who Nadia Boltzweber once referred to as the patron saint of showing up, teaches us that being present to our own pain and the pain of the world and moving toward the rundown places and broken bodies in our midst and not shying away from them leads to bearing witness to the first seeds of resurrection, the first light of the dawn of a new day. We don't have to know what it all means or what the rest of this new day will hold. And even if at first we don't understand what we're seeing or we're startled to realize we've suddenly been thrust into a new reality, we're still part of it. When we show up and when we move toward what is broken, we will meet the risen Christ. And the mystery of salvation begins anew.